Welcome to the TNT Podcast, where we discuss all of the hottest current events within hip-hop culture, album reviews, politics within the music industry, and more. You all know me by Talorian. I am one half of the TNT Podcast, and of course, I have my brother here with me. Yes, sir. My name is Timothy. I'm the other half of the TNT Podcast, and we're here with the shits. We are bringing unbiased, unfiltered, honest conversations about hip-hop and the culture. So if you're sensitive about your favorite artist or public figure, go on ahead to the next podcast. But you can still follow us, though. Just remember, these are our opinions, and we are only speaking on behalf of us. Thank you all for tuning in. All social media platforms will be in the description for each and every episode. So don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Peace and love. Yeah, man, we here, man. What is this? Episode 45 of the TNT podcast. Yes, sir. TNT, 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 TNT. We have returned for another episode of your favorite content, uh, the shit talkers, uh, the shit starters. <laughs> We're here with another one. How are you doing, my brother Talorian? Are you doing well over there? I'm good, man. I'm good. Like I said, it's been pretty chill. Been having a good weekend um yeah man life is good what about you how how things on your side you know i know it's some craziness going back home going on back in dallas so yeah man very 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 frustrating very frustrating circumstances for the people here in texas um you know i have a whole lot to say i have a whole lot that i'm confused about i don't understand everything that that's happened and transpired the past couple of days i'm still trying to figure some stuff out myself um, what I can say is, you know, me and Raquel, we, we were fortunate. We didn't actually lose our electricity. So that's something that I'm very thankful for. Um, our electricity did not go out. We, we had heat, uh, the whole time. And actually before, let me give some backstory. So, uh, the past, what is today? Today's we're recording this Sunday, uh, last, I want to say what Thursday was when it started. Uh, we got, or no, not even last Thursday. This was, oh man, this was on Sunday. This was on Sunday, not last Thursday. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, on Sunday, we got hit with a huge winter storm and it snowed, it, it froze over. It, it was bad. And I had no idea. I had no idea that it was going to get that bad. I knew that we had some bad weather that was coming. I just had no clue that it was going to be what it turned into like I was not prepared I can be honest with you and tell you that I was not prepared mm-hmm. um now even though we weren't prepared for it like I said me and Raquel we we didn't have to go without electricity we had electricity uh you know the whole time so we were able to stay warm and we we did have food and you know we were we were good on our end so I just want to say on behalf of me you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm thankful and you know that this is the reason why you just have to put everything, put everything in God's hands, man. It's, you know, I'm I'm lucky that we usually when there's disasters and things like that, tornado, which we don't get tornadoes and stuff very often. I've never, ever been in the situation where I've been without. And, um, you know, this is the first time where, man, like things were just put into perspective, man. We take, we take for granted a lot of stuff. We take, we take for granted a lot of stuff. And uh, even though we didn't have to go without electricity, we've been without water. Uh, you know, in, in the first couple of days, we were good. And then they ended up turning our water off. I want to say maybe, 
maybe on Thursday. So we've been without water for the past, you know, two or three days. And, you know, we've had to go to other places to take showers and stuff and, you know, uh, clean ourselves and get refreshed and things like that. But man, like just being on social media the past couple of days, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. Like it's, it's heartbreaking everything, it everything that I saw. And I really just am confused as to what exactly happened because maybe the temperature has never, cause I, I mean, we, we hit apparently with this winter storm, it was historical. Like it was, it was, it was. It was just like we, it's never been this cold. They and, said since like the seventies in, in, I'm talking in, in Texas or Dallas or wherever, like, they like, yeah. hey, I've been that cold in like Texas in years. Yeah, that 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 is insane to me. However, however, I do remember there being several times where we've had to deal with ice. Mm-hmm. I remember back in high school, I was out of school for several days, I think my junior mm-hmm. year due to ice. And, you know, there was a couple of times where it snowed. I guess it just never got as cold as it got this mm-hmm. past week plus the snow and the ice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just kind of like, man, like did I, the t- a 10 degree difference is what is what caused all this. You know what I'm saying? Because it may not have hit, you know, I think last Monday or something like that, it was like one degree, like the low was mm-hmm. like one or something mm-hmm. like that. So maybe it, it, it's never been that cold before, but I do remember there being snow and ice um back when I was in high school and I I never ever remember it getting to this it, it being this extreme I don't ever remember being yeah that. yeah it would it would be cold but it wouldn't it didn't it wouldn't do what it just did like like all the stuff that was happening with people's like you know electricity and water it, it never got that deep until mm-hmm. now yeah and you know I, I was talking to my mom and she told me the same thing she was like I never ever remember our electricity going out and being without water. Like I never, I never remember that. So I was just confused as to what exactly happened this time. You know, I'm not an expert when it comes to, um, you know, the power grid and ERCOT and all that and all the, the things that people were, were talking about. But I do feel as though we were, we were let down yet again Mm-hmm. by our government and the people that we've elected as our elected officials uh they mm-hmm. didn't they haven't handled the the pandemic the best way uh with coronavirus and they didn't handle this in in a very good way either i i don't understand the logic behind turning people's electricity off now i understand that they were saying that they were trying to save electricity but i don't understand the logic to turn the electricity off and we don't, we don't have, we can't travel. We have nowhere to go. The, the, the roads are icy. It's snowy. You can't go anywhere. It's dangerous just to, just to leave your house. Even, mm-hmm. even just walking outside of your house is just dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't understand the logic behind turning the electricity off and turning people's water off. And, and mm-hmm. none of that makes any sense at all to me at all. And um, did you happen to see that man okay so tim boyd you know who tim boyd is mm-hmm. tim boyd uh is was the former because I, I apparently after this he he resigned um he was the mayor of Col- colorado city texas mm-hmm. 
the mayor of Colorado City, Texas. And let me just tell you that I'm ashamed to even share the same name as this man because I saw a post that he put up on Facebook that really, really got under my skin. It really got under my skin. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this post and this post is going to trigger a lot of people. So, but th- these are these are the kind of people, th- this is why we have to, last year when I went and voted, this is why I tried to get mm-hmm. myself educated on state politicians and who we were electing mm-hmm. in our office um, in our state, because it's very, very important who we, mm-hmm. who we elect as our elected officials. And, and, and people like this is the reason why uh, let me let me just read the let me just read this this message. So this is from Tim Boy. This is while the electricity crisis and everything was happening uh, these past couple of days. He he put up a Facebook post that said, "Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute." No one owes you. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this sink or swim it's your choice the city and county along with power providers or any other service owes you nothing in caps nothing in caps i'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout if you don't have electricity you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe if you have no water you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply to your family If you're sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy, uh, I'm sorry, uh, waiting for someone to come rescue you because you are lazy is a direct result of of your raising. And he's already kind of not making sense because I had to read that twice and it didn't make sense to me. Um, Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of socialist of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that few will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water? Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. Okay, that's the dumbest thing, uh, bro, what? I'm not done yet. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mess them into one big group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for handouts. Get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, don't be part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. Nigga, you're the problem. The hell? I just want to come here on the TNT podcast to say, Tim Boyd, fuck you. Bruh. Disrespectfully. <laughs> exactly. Not respectfully. Disrespectfully. Disrespectfully. Fuck you. And it gets to a point where you just get tired of people who were privileged, who think that everybody in the world is privileged, as privileged as they are. And they don't understand that there are people that are born into extreme living circumstances and poverty, mm-hmm. and they may mm-hmm. not have the same, they, they don't have, they don't have the luxury of being able to just go out and just do things yourself, as he's saying. And Wild and out here, bro. the sad part is, is that these are the people that we have elected in office. And this is why, this is why when we 
were uh, discussing the election mm -hmm. uh, between Trump and Biden, that me and you kept trying to say, if you don't like Trump, if you don't like Biden, at least go and vote for your state officials, please. Yes, that yes. is very important. That is what's going to affect you directly. And these past couple of days have shown that we were let down yet again. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, like that, that's what I'll be saying. I'll be like, hold these people accountable. The mayors, the city councils, the, all of that, like, like people that are like, you know, quote unquote politicians or whatever you want to call them, hold them accountable because stuff like that. Nah, nah. Yeah, man. Yeah. <sighs> this past couple of days, it's it, it's it's definitely left me with a heavy heart because Mm -hmm. While while me and Raquel did have electricity, these are real conversations that me and her had. I I you know I was mm -hmm. literally sitting here feeling guilty mm -hmm. because they were supposed to be rolling blackouts, right? Mm -hmm. There were people that were without electricity for two and three days. Yes, bro. People I know, people you know, and it was it was the saddest thing, bro. Like I was just like. I just felt like I couldn't, I was like, I want to do something to help, but I just, I felt like I couldn't even help. I was like trying to check on people, trying to see if I could send stuff to people. I was like, man, what is, this is scary. And, and, and I do, I do appreciate, you know, people like you and, and Ari who reached mm -hmm. out to make sure that we were okay. You know, I texted, yeah. uh, shout out to Jonathan. I texted Jonathan. He lives down the street from me and mm -hmm. I, you know, just wanted to make sure that he was okay. Look, thankfully he had electricity and water. Uh, mm -hmm. I was just letting him know if he needed anything, I would drive down the street and, and you know, bring him whatever mm -hmm. he needed. And, you know, that kind of stuff is important at times yeah, like this. Sure. Because sure. there are a lot of people out there that are in need. Um, and um, I was I was sitting here just feeling guilty because mm -hmm. I, I felt like we had our electricity the whole time. And there's other people who, if I could have given it, I would have given it. Mm -hmm. I would have given our electricity mm -hmm. to somebody else. To have because there are people out there with with children and babies oh man I, I i knew bro i know a couple people or more than a couple a few people that had like i'm talking about like they got like newborn babies and their electricity went out and i was just like bro what about them like i'm like they don't care bro they really not care i was like people got newborn babies i'm talking about the baby is like not I'm talking about like a month old or like a couple weeks old for real. I was like, this a baby does not need to be in that type of condition, period. Like, yeah, bro, it was it was scary. I'm like, do they know people can die like this for real? Like, this is <laughs> this is bad. People on respirators and machines. I'm like, just this probably then killed some people. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there were there were a few people that died. You know, I saw people saying, you know, oh, don't worry, it was only a few people, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like hundreds of people. Listen, one person is too many. Facts. Once one person dies, they have failed us. Just one person. Facts. Facts. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of homeless people passed away. There oh my were, bruh. There were the a lot of people. Yeah, there were a lot of homeless shelters that weren't even able to take people because they lost power. You know what I'm saying? Hotels, hotels were without power. And man, it this year, this year is already starting off like last year. 
It just feel like a 2020 continuation, bro. It's already starting off like last year. And, you know, thankfully, um, you know, my mom was okay. She was safe. I was just about to ask about your mom, too. I was like, how's how's your mom? Yeah, thank God she's good. You know, she's out there in Houston by herself. And I was just like, man, it's crazy how so many things have changed already this year. I can't just drive down the street, you know, anymore if I need her. Or if she needed to come over here to come get something, she can't do that anymore. She's out there in Houston. So that was... That was scary to me. Um, I was definitely worried about her. Uh, of course, worried about all the family. Uh, you know, even even Justin uh, texted me and told me that he got it there in Mississippi. So yeah, yeah, I was I was trying to make sure Justin was good too. Man, this is crazy. Very, so. very, very, very crazy. But yeah, man. Um, again, like I said, man, one one death is too many deaths. Uh, there were people who who they said were dying to uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, which, oh uh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I was just like, oh, please, people don't do that. Like they had it, like you know, in their house, and they was trying to, you know, keep the house warm. I was like, don't. That is not a good idea. But people were trying to do anything they could to stay warm. I was just like, I get that, but don't die that way, please. Like, please don't let that be the way that you leave. Like. <laughs> Please live. Like, don't die over doing stupid stuff. Please don't do that. Right. And it's crazy that 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 happened because my mom, I remember when I was little, my mom used to tell me, never, ever leave the car on in the garage yep. while you're in the house. Don't do that. Yep. And that always, like, stuck with me. And so just seeing people, you know, leave that way is just like, damn, mm-hmm. man, it's, yep. that's crazy. But... You know, one thing that I that I took away from this is I sat there and I was just thinking to myself, it's crazy to think mm-hmm. anytime they want to turn off our electricity or take water away from us, they can just do it with the click of a button. That that just the thought of that is crazy to me. Like that is ridiculous. Like we it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter if we pay our electricity bill. It doesn't matter if we pay the water. It doesn't matter. Like, they can at any moment just be like, you know what? Fuck all y'all. And I feel like, you know, I, I understand the whole power grid thing and they needed to save save power. And I guess Texas just wasn't prepared. Because, you know, we never get weather like this. You know, we never get our roads, Our roads aren't prepared for this type of shit. People already don't know how to drive here in Texas. We just weren't prepared for this at all. Mm-hmm. But... I just, I, I don't understand, the, again, going back to what I said, I don't understand the logic behind turning the electricity off. You know, and I even had a conversation. I don't I don't believe in, like, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. Like, I don't just be looking at stuff on the internet or YouTube and then just running with it or anything like that. But this was the first time where I was like, man, like, are they just doing this just, just to kill people? Like, I, I really don't understand. Like, are they trying to kill people? Yeah. I'd be like, damn, bro, it's been it's scary being in like a a system set up like this. It's so scary. I'm like, dang, this is I, I be feeling like that sometimes. I'll be like, dang, are they trying to kill people off? Like, like you said, I don't, I don't be I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it, it just it, it makes me think about it though. Yeah, it's yeah, man. These these past couple of days have been very, very uh very very difficult really puts things into perspective man you can have all the material things in the world and Mm -hmm. if you don't have those important things like water 
and stuff like I like, honestly I was just sitting here thinking like I would rather have our electricity turned off and, and keep the water because mm-hmm. not being able to go to the restroom when you when you need to and not being able to just keep yeah keep yourself clean take showers and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff like that ain't it and, and you yeah. know it really it really makes me think about you know all the people in the world and other countries that don't have electricity and water like you know what i'm saying yeah like like some people bro i really think about it some people gotta go look for water to take a shower and to drink yeah man. when you think about that that, like like bro that's crazy like there there are people that have to to have to deal with what we just dealt with the past five days every single day that's their everyday life yeah everyday life yeah yeah man it really just it put things into perspective for me, man. We 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 take a lot of things, yeah, for granted. We take a lot of things for granted, man. Yeah. Um, look, I just I just want to send condolences to everybody out there that it, hopefully you know a lot of people didn't lose someone to this, and and it's crazy because this this is going on in the middle of a pandemic, like we're still dealing with the pandemic. Exactly. And. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I heard about so much, bro. Like there was like a snow NATO, like a tornado, but with snow. I was like, like in Texas. I was I like, about that. I was like, what is really going on? I was like, the pandemic, snow that I've never heard of that. A te- a tornado with snow, like. I was like, bro, what is what is happening? This is stuff that I've never seen. Like, yeah, I'm like, this is this is some scary stuff. Like, yeah, I was just, I was, I was talking to Raquel about that too. You know, we were, we were just talking about like how long does the Earth really have left before we just destroy it? Because the the people out there that don't believe in like global warming, why? Yeah, I mean why how could it not be a real thing like i i don't understand like i don't i don't get it you know yeah. and, and to me it, it says a lot that we hit like it had to get this bad like it got really bad you know what i'm saying like global warming is a real thing um and we were just talking about you know even if even if it's just us two like if it's just two people we need to try to take better care of the earth because i really don't think this earth is going to be around <laughs> <laughs> for, very, for very much longer if you want me to be completely bro i'm seeing at least that's what it's that's what it feel like or at least i'd be feeling like if we you know live to be old which i pray we do i'd be feeling like by the time we are old like i don't even know how i feel like things might be pretty bad like i don't yeah. want to just you know i don't i don't want to put negative energy out there but it's just the way things have been going I just I think about you know the future like I'd be feeling like years from now I'm like how is this gonna be even twenty years down the line ten years five years yeah man I I agree I agree but I just hope everybody uh, was able to to get through it and you know I I've seen a lot of people that I know that. Mm-hmm. It, it really it really like scared me man like there's some people that I, I don't want to say anyone's names but there's some people that i know that thought they were like not gonna make it like yep and that's just, that's just a scary thought within itself yeah that you yep. know people people so close were were 
significantly affected by this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, uh, at least you're down there in Cali. You have to, you know, you had to deal with this shit. <laughs> Man, you're good. That's crazy, bro. But it, it was it was hitting me because Dallas is my home. But I was just like, it was definitely affecting me for sure because you know. Hitting on my sisters and my mom and my family and my pops and stuff. I was just like, this is, yeah, this is a really scary situation. And of course, you know, you, my other friends. Um, but yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, being down here, I was just like, I know it's not happening to me right now or happening um, here, but it feels like it's happening to me. So. But uh, condolences to, you know, anybody that lost somebody during this. Like, I'm, I hate that for real. But um, I'm glad, you know, people are safe and things are starting to become better. So, but yeah, glad people are doing better. I'm glad you're doing better. Uh, I mean, with your electricity and all that wasn't out, but I'm glad y'all are, you know, things are starting to get better. So, oh yeah, yeah. The, the weather is definitely—it's definitely—it's sunny outside, and it's crazy because it looks like that never happened. Like Bruh, the sun's out. That's the crazy part. Like it, <laughs> like the weather just looked like it didn't just try to kill people. Like, yeah, bro. The, the sun's out. The snow's gone. It, the birds are outside chirping. It, it looks like it's just been all peachy, happy dandy for the past. Like nothing happened. Like we didn't just go through a, a crisis. You know, Texas has always had bipolar weather, so. Yeah, always had uh, bipolar weather. And um, Ted Cruz. Oh, that guy. I know he's talking about Ted Cruz. He tried to. Oh, that guy. He tried to clean it up, tried to be slick. (laughs) Tried to be slick. Yeah, no. (laughs) We saw you, bro. Yeah, man. He (laughs) saw us. Apparently. Uh, he of course he so for for the people that don't know he uh took a trip to Cancun in the middle of <laughs> a middle of the snowstorm. He tried to he tried to clean it up and say that he had originally planned to go before he had pl- he had planned to go before. Uh, apparently his daughters wanted to go out and have a vacation or something like that, and uh, he, he tried to he he was planning on on going out there anyway, and uh, he said that once he saw everything that was going on i think he ended up flying back in uh to deal with it so <sighs> i hope that's what happened i hope i don't know i don't know if that's what happened it sounds like bullshit to me i mean to me it does yeah sounds exactly like <laughs> it sounds like you was trying to get the fuck up out of here so you had to you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying you yeah, i, I sure. don't want to say uh i don't want to say fuck ted cruz like i said fuck tim boyd but uh no, fuck Tim Boyd. And he, <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny about that? He he tried to come back and apologize afterwards. Nah, hell no. Nah. We don't we don't care for your apology, sir. We, we gotta stop that. We gotta stop that. You can't you can't start a post and say, let nah. me hurt some feelings real quick. Nah. And then after you resign and shit don't go your way, you probably had death threats. I'm pretty sure he had death threats and all that kind of shit. People was probably sending him messages like, once this motherfucking ice goes away, we going to ice drill your ass. Something, something crazy to that effect. He decided that he wanted to give a fake ass apology. We don't care for your apology, sir. 
We really don't. Listen, I don't. I don't wish death on anyone. Same. I don't wish death on anybody. Cause I, I know, I know, you can't come back from that. But, yeah. but nah, I don't, I don't care for his apology. Like, you, you made a whole post. You knew what you were doing. I don't care. I don't, I don't wish death on anyone. But if Tim Boyd were to pass away tomorrow, I wouldn't give two fucks. I wouldn't give two fucks. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it, 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 it's really time for us to stop being politically correct with people who aren't politically correct with us and just say, fuck the people. Because re- really what that post said was, fuck y'all. Like, fuck y'all. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So Really so what I, it sounded like to me, just like, you know, to just to put it in just simple terms, it's like, my stuff is good over here, so y'all figure it out. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. So you know him him saying him saying fuck y'all. My response to Tim Boyd is uh fuck you for the third time. We're naming we're naming this episode fuck you Tim Boyd. <laughs> but, That's uh, a little intense, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is what it is. That's funny. But um, yeah, man. Uh, we got we got some stuff to discuss today. Uh, of course, we are still a music podcast. We don't want to get too political on you guys. You know what I'm saying? Don't listen to us. We're you know we're just <laughs> we just we just tell you our opinions. We ain't no politicians or none of that. We just you know yeah we'll throw in political things, but you know we we just we just speaking. Yeah, what Talorian said. Man, did you did you did you see the news about Side of Prince? Man, look, I almost. Bruh. Man, they're trying we almost to... lost we almost lost Saha the Prince, man. We we don't need to lose that guy. No he's too, man. He's too important. Yes, he's, man. He's too great. Like he has a lot more to do in hip hop, in music, in the culture. So we yeah. Yeah, man, we almost lost him. We almost lost him, bro. That was a scary, scary situation. He was in um you know, do you know you know the story? Of, like of what happened yeah so i actually did i did see the instagram post when we put it up of course it's not there now but mm-hmm. i did see the instagram post when we put it up um and basically uh correct me if i'm wrong he was he was driving through the city mm-hmm. of atlanta because mm-hmm. he he's from atlanta right he's from atlanta yeah which is so crazy because he's such a not not saying that dope lyricists don't come out of atlanta atlanta but he just doesn't. He doesn't sound like he's, he's. He he doesn't have an Atlanta sound. He he has a, he has more of like a Detroit, maybe possibly like Midwest. That's what I was gonna say. He ha- he has like maybe like if if I didn't know he was from Atlanta, I'd be like he's maybe from Chicago or he's maybe from Detroit. I you know, he he yeah, just yeah. that's the way he raps. That's his rapping style. He doesn't have. In Atlanta sound but I guess that goes to show you that you know everybody even if wherever they're from they don't even have to have that sound that they're from like they can literally create their own you could be your own lyricist and be like oh you know you don't sound like a person that's from Dallas you sound like somebody that's from New York you got like a New York type of lyricist I'm like no nah, don't don't try to don't try to downplay what I do like it's just me <laughs> I'm just great like <laughs> give me my prop but I feel, I feel like that about Saha he's just but yeah he has a yeah. he doesn't have the uh, Atlanta sound it, it, he has a 
like Detroit, more Chicago type of rap sound. But yeah, bro, that that always was intriguing to me. Yeah, he he definitely uh, sounds like he could be from the Midwest. That, that's more so what I was thinking, like Midwest. Um, you know, he's mentioned Detroit a couple of times in his music. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, driving through Atlanta and some some people were trying to assassinate they're trying to assassinate side prince from what it from what he made it sound like he said um you know he was driving through traffic and thought somebody wanted to race and then i think mm-hmm. did he say he crashed no he said he said they 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 opened fire he crashed ran into a tree and even after he ran into the tree they came they came back around they spun the block spin the block that's what they say yeah now. i think i think he was it was almost like he was trying to crash the car to prevent them from trying to get him or something like that yeah and it was just like i think they were still trying to get him. i was like bro what are these what are these people like what are they trying to accomplish what are they trying to do like because i think at first yeah he thought they were racing him and he tried to like speed like away from them and then it looked like they was trying to catch him and he was just like i'm gonna let them go and so i guess they were trying to keep up with where he was going and then i guess it got so bad where he was just like he ended up i don't know if he purposely was just trying to crash the car but i guess he ended up crashing and he was trying to i don't know he was trying to just i guess make that i guess diffuse the situation but they were still trying to come after him i was just like yo who are these dudes like what is their end goal what are they trying to do to like do to him like yeah that's a scary that's a scary situation he and i don't don't even know if he knew these dudes i don't think he did right yeah because he did say that he wasn't sure if it was some dudes that was involved with him from back in the day when he was really in the streets. Cause if you listen to size music, he is a lyricist. Yeah, man. But he definitely has a dark past. If you listen to yes. um, what's the what's the name of the album uh, that he put out? Is his only album. No dope on Sundays. No dope uh, on Sundays, yeah. And even listen- even before that, like uh what, what was what was the uh was it black was it called Black History? Black Black History Project, and then he had his Ivy League. The Ivy League mixtapes were the ones that I—that's how I got introduced to Side of Prince. But after that, he dropped the Black History Project, and uh, I think he did like mm-hmm. two of those, and then the album finally came out. Mm-hmm. But um, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're fine. I, I was just saying, I um, but yeah, like on those, even on those mixtapes and his album, like he talks about how heavily he was in the streets, like. It was not a joke. He was really in the streets for real. And it was like, you can hear, but you can hear it. It's like, you can hear his lyricism mixed with the the street life. Like it's all like intertwined. And it just, of course it makes for great music because he's just a dope lyricist. But yeah, he was, it was some stuff that happened in the past that he talks about a lot. His stories and other people's stories. But uh, yeah, it was some crazy stuff that happened with him. Like, even as a teenager, I think he said. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's crazy because you know I don't mean I don't mean to be inconsiderate of of what just happened to him, but I was listening to No Dope on Sundays uh, the other day, and I was like, this is a fucking amazing album. Like, He's I, amazing, bro, He's... that album was very, very overlooked. It didn't get talked about enough. Mm-mm. 
he he is probably outside of Pusha T, probably the best lyricist on good music. If he's even still signing good music, I don't know what his situation is. I feel okay, man. I feel like you know, not to just go on a whole another tangent. I feel like Kanye has failed some artists in like Tiana, like Saha. I just feel like, I mean, well, maybe he felt like he could he pushed them as hard as he could, and maybe their music didn't speak for it or didn't get to like the levels that he wanted it to but i'd be like i'd be feeling like people got pushed harder than saha got pushed and tian like I, I feel like he didn't put their music out there like he did his own or cutties or push a tease or whatever like i'm like like i wish he pushed their music out there more because maybe it would have gotten more recognition but then again i don't know Maybe he did the best he could because you know, like Sa High is great to me, and but you know a lot of people they don't they're not interested like interested in deep lyricism and storytelling type hip hop. So I don't know. It's kind of. I am uh, so glad that you brought that up because I have a theory, and I want to circle back around to that after we uh after we talk about Sa High because I, I do have a theory about that. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, so Sahai, uh, thankfully, he is still here and still alive with us. Um, you know, he, he was just uh, wanting, I think he put out a post saying that he wanted, you know, all rappers to come together to try mm -hmm. to figure out how we can, you know, get past this whole street, you know, you need to be a gangster mentality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think it is a real, it's, it's a parasite within, not just within the music industry, but just, just in period in general you know what it's i'm saying culture period yeah. yeah being being a street nigga and being a gangster is not like it's not it anymore now don't get me wrong you know what i'm saying i love hitting me some turning on some jadakiss you know what i'm saying i love i love you know hearing jadakiss talking about how he's gonna kidnap your wife and shoot your kids and all that kind of shit you know what i'm saying shout out to jadakiss jesus <laughs> mcs of all time you know what I'm saying? I enter your house, back in your crib, smacking your kids, bullets going through your leather, cracking your rib. You know what I'm saying? I love, I love me some, I love me some Jada Kiss. But it's it's a difference between putting that in the music and actually living it. Whenever you are the source of income, for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? These yeah. rappers, these rappers are, a, a, you know what I'm saying? They're they're a source of income for a lot of people. They take care of a lot of people. So. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he was just wanting, he was just wanting all rappers to kind of come together, which is something that I've been wanting to happen. I, I would love to see that for a long time. I remember Common doing an interview on The Breakfast Club uh, back when Chief Keef first came out. And, you know, they asked him, you know, what would you say to Chief Keef if you were to be able to sit down and talk to him? And Common was just like, man, I just want to build. I just want to build with these young guys. I want to mm -hmm. you know, tell them that the life that they're living, that's not, that's not the way and so on and so forth. So, you know, something like that definitely does need to go down. Uh, so salute to Sahada Prince for that. If he can, if he can be the one to get that started, then mm -hmm. let's get it. Let's get it. Um, again, glad, glad that Sahada Prince is still alive. Um, Same. That really, really, really scared me when I saw that. Um, and I can't. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the next Sahada Prince project, man. Because, like I said, man, that No Dope on Sundays album, he is. He is an incredible lyricist, um, and you know he he we we discussed him 
a couple of episodes back, maybe 10 episodes back, and we talked about him ghostwriting for, for Travis and, and Travis, you know, Kanye. We know he's written for Kanye, of course. Yeah, we know. I definitely know he's written for Kanye. I'm pretty sure he wrote a lot of uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. I was sure. just about to say that because that, that lyricism on, on Dark Twisted Fantasy was <laughs> that was some of the best rapping I've ever heard. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then just to think about his verse on So Paul, ridiculous. Yeah, him and Push had the best two verses to me. Oh man, that's a that's a difficult one. So so I do think that I love that, Jay, but I, I just Jay Jay didn't hit Jay verse didn't hit me like Pushes and Sahas did. Yeah, I I, I, I don't think, know what it was. Them two, yeah, that yeah. their verses sounded like art to me. Like I don't, bro. Yeah, Pusha T Pusha T's verse was the oh hard my god that that verse is godly by Pusha, bro. Yeah, that verse is God. That's probably a top five push versus like for me, five, ten, top five, top ten. Yeah, I, I could definitely say that. I'll say, I'll say definitely top five push versus. Um, if I had, oh man, if I had to, to give a top five push a T verse, uh, or what, what verses are in the top five, I would definitely have to say his verse on Soul Paul. Yeah, I love his verse on Amen. Uh, you remember when Jeezy? Oh yeah, that's a remix good. of yeah. Uh, yeah. That verse was so hard. Red, blue, crippled blood, solitaires like diamond studs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a flood. Yeah. Like Jesus feels like it's dipped in mud. Dipped in mud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he snapped oh, yeah. on that. Yeah, no, that that verse is. That, yeah. I would say that is probably a top five. Uh, I love one of my favorite records by Pusha T is um, "Alone in Vegas." Alone in Vegas. Oh man! When I tell you, when I tell you, I play that song religiously, bro. Like, <laughs> funny story. Like I'm doing the dealing with women who relationships, relationships with their fathers. I was like, oh, that that man is cold. Awesome. I don't care. Alone in Vegas nights was fucking awesome. But adios, I blow my own. My own dice before yeah. I toss them. I was like, yeah, this push yeah. your teeth, vicious, bro. Yeah. Funny, funny story when because I've always been a Pusha T and Clips fan. Mm-hmm, same. Um, when I first saw him come out and perform Runaway with Kanye, I was like, yo, like Pusha T, good music, Kanye, this is great. And then when he dropped that Fear of God mixtape with Alone in Vegas on it, yes, the Alone in Vegas song is what made me say, Pusha T is my favorite MC. Yep, bro. Pusha T. Bro, I when I heard Pusha T solo, because, you know, for me, I, I mean, a lot of people don't know, like, I, when I listen to the clips, it was always Malice. Well, his name is No Malice now. But for me, it was always ma No Malice. And then it was Pusha T. Like, to me, not, like, No Malice was more of the, he'll say some, some like, a little more deeper. But I think... Pusha T would say some more like wordplay kind of just type stuff. And um, but it, it was it would almost be like you no know, malice was more like a philosopher in a way. But I guess you know, when they did their little split, you know, they brothers, they're actual blood brothers. Yeah. Like, he yeah. Five years, no malice is five years older than Push. But when I would hear them together, I was like, you can definitely tell there's like it's almost like in a sense, like no malice is is like teaching him was like i'm a lyricist like listen to me baby bro and then for some reason when they split pusha t just became a whole nother animal like i don't know yeah. 
I don't know what happened. It was just, I don't know. He was just like, I'm solo. I got a snap. Like, I don't know what, but Pusha T is one of the best, if not like top five for me right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, 100, 100%. No malice. Look, no malice was always nice. People always try to figure out which of the two of them were better. And mm-hmm. when I listened to Hell Hath No Fury, which is one of the greatest rap albums ever, I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says. Um, man, no, no malice was on Push's ass that whole album. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Album. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's no malice was different. And then when they did they split and Pusha T just became a whole nother beast. Like these the way he be rapping now, it's it's he was great. He was great with the clips, but for some reason, he just it, he got in a whole nother bag when he went solo. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. Um, and I, I would I would say one of my favorite push of verses. It's on an intro. The intro to the Darkest Before Dawn album. That's one of the hardest intros oh, I've ever heard. Yes. Oh, I remember I mean, that. The hardest intros. Wait, is that, is that the that the one he was like, leave your conscience at the door? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we hit the monsters in the floor. Yo. Yeah. He, he. I speak to the trap lords and niggas with their hands in the white like blackboards. I done been blackballed. Never gave a fuck. I've been, what do you say? I never gave a fuck. I'm Jack Frost. I'm selling that blast off. I was like, yo, yo, he, he snapped, bro. And, and, oh, oh he, what's, what's, what's the one song? What's the song on, uh, what's the, what's the song on Fear of God? Uh, he was like, Malice Find Religion, Tony Found Prison. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Blow. Uh, Blow, bro, bro, that song, <laughs> that's one of my favorite Pusha verses. That, like, song, that's one of my favorite Pusha T songs. Yeah, definitely. That shit was hard. That's the one where he was, like, scrolling through my roller decks. Who should be my toddler? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, that song, <laughs> he said, what goes around comes around. This is this life's life fairest. Well. I was like, okay, bro, you, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, <laughs> man. Nah, you Pusha T. Pusha T is definitely that nigga, man. Yeah, bro. Push is, push is different. Push is definitely different. But yeah, bro, the people, bro. Saha, Pusha T, Kanye, bro. At one point, I don't care what nobody say. YMCNB was not messing with good music. I don't care. Even with having Nicki, even with having Drake and Wayne, they're great. Wayne, Nicki, Drake are great. But we talking about straight lyricism, Good music was winning because at one point, good music had common, most deaf, most deaf didn't ever put out a project under good music. But mm-hmm. at one point, it was common, most deaf, um, John Legend, Kid Cudi, Pusha T, Saha the Prince, Big Sean, um, who else did they have? Of course, Tiana Taylor. Uh, bro, they they had lyricists, bro, they had lyricists. And they just made better music than YMCNB to me. Just period. Period. Oh, goodness. Period. And I rock, I rock with YMCNB, but not like I rock with good music. Yeah, They're called yeah. good music for a reason. Yeah. I definitely think that they were making they were making better music. And the artists that they had over there were some of the, some of the more... Travis important. Scott. Yeah. Come on. Like, they... 
yeah, they the did. artists that they had over there were some of, some of the more important artists uh, within our culture. I don't want to go too much on a tangent here. I feel like we can definitely have this conversation, but I want to yes, I want to I want to go into Kanye because I have I have a theory about Kanye from when you brought him up uh, just a minute. Yeah, yeah. So I think, and this is just this is just me speaking again. These are just our opinions. Mm-hmm. Could Kanye be a culture vulture? The reason I asked this question, it's a good question, is because when you look at when he signed designer, mm-hmm. when you look at him signing Sci High, did you know? You know, designer was actually Pusha T's artist. That yeah, Pusha T yeah, Pusha T did, but uh, but essentially that's but Kanye signing him, so you but, actually right. This is gonna tie into this is gonna tie into what I'm about to say because even though Pusha T was the pre is, is the president of Good Music, mm-hmm. before or right around or I think it was right after that was announced, Life of Pablo came out. But I think Kanye met Designer way before that. He met Designer mm-hmm. way before that, and we all know what happened to Designer. He came out, he had that one hit, and a lot of people compared him to Future, and then his shit fizzled out. He wasn't able to produce anything to follow up with that. And then he became a disgruntled artist who wanted to fuck to get the fuck off of good music and he wanted nothing to do with Kanye and you know all that. Mm-hmm. I think, and again, this is just my opinion. I think that designer was brought there just so Kanye could put that panda record on Life of Pablo. So he could squeeze the life out of designer and use him for that record and then drop his ass. Up in the morning, push it back. <laughs> yep. yep. Bruh. And I feel like Sci High being there, Kanye may have used him as a writer to help mm-hmm. write. Mm-hmm. We already have seen what Big Sean has gone through with good music. Oh my God. I'm just thinking about the artists you're going, the, you're going down the list and it's like Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor oh, was very unhappy. Common left. And I think they said, I think they said John Legend left too. Yeah. Oh, John, they said John Legend left. Um, he They said he really was like getting upset when, yeah. when, uh, when Kanye aligned himself with Trump. He literally was texting Kanye. And uh, and then later on, they, I guess he just literally left good music. But Common left good music too. Like he, Kid Cudi left good music. Yeah, and it really makes me think about the line that Drake had in uh, Dumpy Freestyle when mm-hmm. he said, "You know, y'all are serpents and leeches. You know, basically trying to." take everything you know from the culture and just ha- you know use it use it for yourself and, and it, it really kind of applies well I don't want to say it applies to Kanye because again I don't want to I don't want to say that 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 that's what's going on I mean because we don't know but it seems like with the track record Kanye may be a little bit of a culture vulture in some way shape or form he and it may just be in a way where he brings artists over to good music and just kind of uses them to to benefit him and then you know just kind of 
you know, throws him out. Because the way they, the way he was having everybody involved in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, that that album went number one. Like, and that album was great because it's like I'd be thinking, was it really Kanye, or was it just all of these people? putting the pieces together. I mean, of course you need a team of people to make a great album, but at the same time, I, I feel like a lot of people were doing most of the writing. I feel like, I don't know, I, I don't feel, I feel like he just used them as a tool to make his stuff great. And it's just like, he probably just be using people up until it's like, my stuff is good now. We'll worry about your album after I put my album out. But I yep. still love yeah. Kanye. It's, you know, like I always say, I I forever mm-hmm. love Kanye. But his his track record is, you know, now that we're talking about it, I never really realized it. But yeah, man, yeah. it made me think, man. And you know, again, at the end of the day, the music industry is a music industry. You, you the music yeah. industry, you can apply what tim boyd said it's still mm-hmm. fuck tim boyd by the way you can apply you can apply <laughs> what he said when he was saying you know you either sink or swim and i really do feel that way about the music mm-hmm. i mean you it's a cutthroat industry you either sink or swim and you know what i'm saying you gotta do what you gotta do i know labels they give records to certain people they take records from certain people it's mm-hmm. records it's, it's records and artists that are being manufactured left and right and it you know it's just, it's just how the game works you know what i'm saying so at the same time, while I'm saying that Kanye might have some culture vulture characteristics about him, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It's it's business. It's a business, yeah. Business. yeah. And I and recently I've been I've been seeing uh things that um I don't know if T Pain has been like on the podcast or I, I watched him on something, but he was talking about how the music like the music industry is or how you know when people sign these 10 million dollar deals, that's basically like we're giving you this money to make your record hot or whatever. So it's almost like a like a bank loan or whatever. So, but it's like, we're giving you this 10 million on it. So when you be seeing these $20 million deals, it sounds great, but they're, they're saying we're giving you this money to make your record great. And if you don't, if your record ain't great, like we, we about to get our money back some way, somehow. So I think with certain artists, they'll, they'll sign a $10 million deal excuse me and um after they sign that deal they make their record and that record makes 20 30 million whatever but now that the rec- like you know record labels and stuff are is different streaming is different like when people sign these deals i hope when they put their record together i hope it's it's great and it's about to make them that money back and 10 times over because <laughs> the music industry will rape you, like financially rape you for real. Like, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 real. And um, yeah, man, I I I just feel like certain people don't be getting the return as far as money, like that they deserve. Um, and I I, I pray that is that isn't something Kanye was doing with people like good good music, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell with that guy sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because one day he'll he'll be talking about I'm um, giving everybody their masters back and ownership and all that shit. And then the next minute he'll be arguing about how the people in the fashion industry aren't letting him in. So I don't I don't 
I don't know what Kanye I'm saying, is. bro. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. But while we're on Kanye, um, how do you feel about the divorce finally, <laughs> finally happening? Bruh. I, I, okay, so I know, you know, people always be saying Kanye tweets. Kanye tweeted something about how he was probably, like, how he was trying to get a divorce from Kim, you know, before this happened. Uh, you know, I guess especially after she met up with Meek, but I guess I guess he felt like something happened between Kim and Meek or whatever. But um, I can't say that I'm surprised, but at the same time, I don't know. It's it's like back and forth because I saw them possibly being together for like for a while. Like I was like, maybe she'll have, maybe she'll be able to deal with you know some of his mental issues. But then I thought about, I was like. When he did the when he did the um the little campaign or whatever you want to call it, where he was speaking to everybody and he was putting Kim's business out there and his business about, you know, that's what did the baby and like like North or whatever. I was like, bruh, she's never after this, she it's not gonna be the same no more. Cause he's he's speaking to a whole crowd of people. He's like, I almost lost my daughter. And you know, like that's just something that he shouldn't have put out there, period. Cause that was literally between them. And so when you just putting out your information just to the world like that, and you know, he liked to go on these whatever you call them, streams of consciousness or whatever. He likes he, to call he them. calls it a visionary stream of consciousness. No Shut the fuck up, Kanye. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're spewing just rhetoric. Like you you're spewing like, no, bro. You just you're just going on a tangent. You're ranting, rants. He goes on rants, and um, and that was one of those days he was ranting, and he he ranted a little too much. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and it that's probably what did it. I definitely think that that was the breaking point. You know what's so funny about that is we live in such a misogynistic world, because mm -hmm. when he put that information out there, people were attacking Kim, and they were backing Kanye like they were backing up Kanye saying that and attacking Kim Kardashian but I feel like that's that's no one's business that's between them like you know what I'm saying like that's no between business. them and God yeah that's no one's business and then of course as we said before when North grows up she's going to see that that's what I'm saying and this this stuff that people putting out like when people put these videos and stuff out of the things that they're saying this stuff is going to stick years from now. Like YouTube is only going to get bigger. And when, when this stuff goes out and it's on there, even if it's taken down by somebody, somebody else got it and it's going to be put up. And even if it's taken down, somebody got it in a vault somewhere. Somebody got it somewhere in their archives and they can just pop out with this video 20, 30 years from now. Y'all remember when Kanye said this? It's easy. They can easily do that. So um, that's why I'd be like, people have to be very careful of the things that they say, especially Kanye, because people take his word like it's the Holy Grail, the Holy Bible. And so, yeah, man, better be careful out here. Yeah, yeah. he has literally yeah. said before that his words travel mountains. So he should know better, but- It's not, it's not a game, it's for real. Yeah, and I, I know that, that Kim, She's been preparing for this. I've been hearing rumors about her getting getting ready to get a divorce with him for the past 
year or so. So she's been she's been preparing for this for a very very long time, and uh, I'm seeing that there have they they came to an agreement I guess where they're supposed to like get half like both of them are supposed to get half, which I'm not I'm not really sure how that works because both of them she Kim Kardashian is like almost a billionaire as well, so I don't really know like how that's gonna work. Um, mm-hmm. I just know that. Kim Kardashian should not get half. Nah. She should not. She, she, I don't think she should get half. Of I don't think, okay, this is just my stance on it. Uh, I don't want, because <laughs> I feel like I'm about to go into the child support bag. Uh, <laughs> like, bro, if Kim has all of this money, like, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like she should get half, bro. Question, question, question. I guess, okay, I guess this is still, I guess, dealing with this same type of situation. So say if, say if a man and a woman get married, they have two or three kids, the woman hit the lottery, like a hundred mil, something like that. The man still works. I want half. I don't give a fuck. I already know where you're going. (laughs) I want half. I don't care. (laughs) I want half. The fuck? (laughs) <laughs> the fuck? because even e- even though even though i i don't want to give half of my money away i'm going to have to because that's the way the system is set up the woman so, is, so, is so if she if, if she if she has if she has like say she won a hundred million dollars and you you make like 50 60 thousand a year do you and she gets custody of the kids. Do you feel that you should pay child support? Like, how do you think that would go? Like, how does that go? Do you think you would still have to pay child support? Like, or should pay child support? If she has like a hundred million dollars and he makes like 50, 60,000 a year-ish, like, how would that go? That's a tough situation because I feel like no, I shouldn't. You, <laughs> it's you, like you got a hundred million dollars. Yeah, you have a hundred million dollars, so you don't you don't need my little fifty, sixty thousand dollars or however much I'm making. You don't need that shit. But I know I know as a man, like yeah. you you know what I'm saying? There's no way, there's no way around that. Like it doesn't there's it doesn't, no yeah, exactly. I, I thought about that too. I was like, how does that go? I'll be wondering about stuff like I like, how does that go? I if somebody was just like like the woman got filthy rich and the man was on child support, I'm pretty sure he still would have to pay that child support. I now. feel like I feel like a woman would just would make him pay child support just out of spite and be like, I got a hundred million dollars, but you gonna still pay this child support though, motherfucker. Like you Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Yeah, you gonna still give me this money. And it's like there's nothing I'll be thinking, what if the man just what he's like. I don't have as much time. I don't have as much money as you, but I still want to be, you know, involved with my kids, like involved in my kids' life. Like I still want to, I, if, if they go to school, I want to pick them up as many times as you do, or we split it up during the week. I still want to be very much there, but I don't have as much money as you. I think some people would be like, well, he don't have as much money. But he still should be paying child support, even, yeah. with, her, even with her hundred million dollars. Because yeah. 
he they had a baby together, so he needs to still take that responsibility. I would still pay that, but in my mind, I would be thinking, I'm I'm there, like you know what I'm saying. Like I mean, yeah, I mean you gotta do you gotta. I don't do. know. That's that's a tough one, but I would of course I would still pay, but I would just be thinking like she got a hundred million dollars, like. I look, I would be like, we need to. I, I would hire a lawyer and be like, yo, is there a law that says if she makes a hundred million dollars or something like that, that I can get on child support, meaning or I put her on child support so she can pay me? Because obviously, I can't, I, I ain't got enough money. So she makes a hundred million, so she should be paying me child support. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so in this Kim and Kanye situation, should Kanye pay out anything? I, I'm gonna be honest with you when, when people are, are that rich. And outside of our tax bracket, I don't even know how that works. Right. I thought about that. I, I I'd be like, I, I'd be thinking about stuff like that. I'm like, I mean, because I don't be trying to get like super deep into celebrities' lives like that. But I just be thinking, I, but it makes me, when I hear stuff like that, it makes me think about people in my tax bracket. So I'd be like, I'd be like if people that I know that are on child support, I'd be, st- I started to think about, I was like, what if one of them, or what if, you know, the guys that I know that are on child support, what if the woman automatically got rich? I just put my, I just, my mind just goes there. I'd be like, and so that's why I'll think about Kanye and Kim, but I'll think about people that I know. I'll be like, what if, like, what if the woman hit the lottery? What do they do? Do they still, what if they still can like, I don't know. What if they still, you know, barely paying bills, like can barely pay their bills. And the woman just hit the lottery. I'm like, I guess they still gotta pay child support. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I would say, I would say yes because I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's still. If if they want you to, if they want you on child support, like you still have to, like no matter. Yeah. What, I'm yeah, that's, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I I know they gotta still pay, but I was I'll be wondering, is there an exception? <laughs> but in in my mind, I really know that there's not. But I guess, in my, I guess that's my mind wanting things to work out. So if somebody was rich, they'll be like, you know what? We was together. I we do have kids together. I'll give you some money. Blah 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 blah. But I know how real life works, and some people will be like, no, nigga, my my child support still do, and I'm gonna be okay with this hundred million dollars, like. And with your money added to it, even though it's just a little, you know, nickel and dimes. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think about things like this when it comes to like Kanye and Kim. I'm like, does he pay something out? Because Kim is rich too. I'll be wondering about things like that. So I don't know. But the way I feel, I feel like they're going to get him to pay a, a large amount, probably anyway, because. Usually, when it's stuff like this, the payout is pretty big. Yeah, and because I mean, I, I was hearing that he also gets half, like he gets half of her. So that's another question: Do oh. you think a man should be able to take half of the woman's money? Wow. Do you think? Do you think a man should be entitled to have? Because I mean. We're, There's men out there that think like they like I want it. Yes. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I even when you go back to uh Mary J. Blige, I remember she was going through that divorce and her her ex-husband wanted wanted some of her money. 
And, uh, you know, you just, you hear women say all the time, like they shouldn't, mm. a woman should not be entitled to give a man money. Cause why? Cause men are supposed to be the ones that are, you know what I'm saying? Providing, protecting all of that, yeah. I guess. So I don't know. So I, so another thing I'm thinking about, I'm like, so what if, cause you know how they saying, should a woman, you know, be able to give the man money? Just another thought. So what if the man helped her make the amount of money that she made? What if she wouldn't have made it without him? Maybe she he, he maybe he should be getting some of that money. Now you know damn well, Talorian, women are gonna be like, I can do that all by myself. They ain't they ain't good. women didn't didn't make it nowhere with a man's help. You, you know that narrative is not a real thing, Talorian. <laughs> you know that's not a real thing. It doesn't exist. Oh my gosh, man. not real. They they only help us. We don't help them. They only help us. We're useless. Remember, we ain't shit, bro. We ain't shit. That's not completely true. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> but uh, it's not completely true. I I I just I don't know. My mind just thinks about things like this with like with Kanye and Kim, and then I start to bring it, you know, to my level. Cause I ain't got that kind of money. I'm not even close. Like, I'm just like, yeah. So my mind goes to that place of like, you know, people that are in my tax bracket and people that I know, I'll be like, what if the woman that they with automatically, like hit the lottery? I'm like, I'm guessing they still, they gonna be still paying that child support. And yeah, it's, it's not, it's not going away. It's, you better pay it until it's paid off. <laughs> right. It's, it's yeah. not a thing. but um no I, I i agree i don't i don't know anything about that they they make too much money i ain't never gonna be able to see that kind of money in my life so never know how I, I don't know how that's gonna work but never, never know. what do you say to all the people that are saying that we're about to get another dark twisted fantasy after this no that's not happening that's what exactly what i said no because we will never get, we will never get that again I, I look. I don't think he's capable of of making music of, to that caliber anymore. And no. not, it's not taking anything away from Kanye because Kanye. Is oh, a, Kanye's great, but no, that, we're not. We're not getting. We we could get a great album, but we're not getting that. Yeah. We're not getting something that great like that. Yeah. That was different. That was a whole different caliber of music, beats, rhyme, but like the production. That was just a whole another type of level of music. And I just, I no, he's he's not going to do. He can't do that again. I just don't think. Yeah, and you have to understand, um, just the time and everything that it took to make that album. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I don't, I don't think that that Kanye's current situation will allow him to to put those people, or it doesn't even have to be the same exact people, but just people of that caliber. Mm -hmm. in a room and, and work on a project i don't think that he's you know what i'm saying i don't think that he's going to be able to do that again no, uh, a lot no. of a lot of people contributed to that album there are a lot of things that kanye didn't do that made that album great um and so i i definitely don't think that we're going to get another dark twist fantasy and if you want me to be completely honest with you i don't think we're going to get another now again this is again all, all it's all subjective I didn't like Jesus is King. I did not like the Yay album. Um, 
I like maybe two, maybe one or two songs off of the Yay album. Um, yeah, I think I liked one. It was it was the last song I think when he was talking about his daughter. I think, or was I don't yeah, know. yeah, his daughter, yeah, yeah. I can't even remember if that was. There's been a decline in his music, like. Yeah, and, and I mean, Kid See Ghost was cool, but I don't think that that I don't think that Kanye has the ability. You know what's so funny? Like, okay, so it's weird. Like, I I like. Well, it took a few listens for me to like Kid See Ghost. Like, it's solid. It ain't just great. It's solid. Uh, but I feel like Kid See Ghost in like 2010 would have been like, bruh. Kid like Kid Cudi and Kanye like back then together would have been yeah I back, like Kid C Ghost would have sounded different I feel because yeah. I always because so because I I'm telling you like years ago I put it out in the atmosphere I was like I want a kid I want a Kid Cudi Kanye project and I got it which I wasn't just wild by like I thought it was good like I'll I'll still play it there's some songs on there I'll still play but it was just the thing where I was just like it ain't as good as I imagined in my head like in my mind it was like it was different it was totally different um because what a a dream collab that I always wanted to hear was a Kid Cudi Kanye and Andre 2000 on a on a song but I did hear Andre worked on the project with them but he wasn't on a song. But I was glad to hear the to the to hear uh most deaf on the song, the the Kid C Ghost song. That like so and cause that was another dream of mine. I was like, I want to hear Kid Cudi most and Kanye. So that was dope. But um, yeah, it wasn't as great as I thought. But I feel like around that time when like um uh Man on the Moon came out. And Kanye was working on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy around that time. I feel like Kissy Ghost would have been mind blowing. I feel like that would have been a crazy album. So, but to get it later on, it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, that uh, when when it, that album came out twenty. Oh yeah, it came out twenty eighteen because that's when he did that whole weird ass Wyoming. Shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it definitely would have sounded different back then because I think both of them were just in a different place musically. I think Kanye was at his peak at that time and Kid yes, Cudi was, was fresh and Kid Cudi was hungry and he was, you know what I'm saying, really just out here. And um, I think it definitely would have sounded different, but I do not think that Kanye has the ability to make another Dark Twisted Fantasy. And honestly, if you want me to be completely honest, I think the only thing that's going to come out of this divorce is Kanye is going to spiral downward worse it's, it's only gonna, it's only gonna get worse from here you know what i'm saying because he oh my goodness he he really i believe that he really loved kim kardashian and mm-hmm. uh you know she just finally got to the point where she was just like fuck this guy like yeah so bruh this is who crazy. knows who knows what's about to happen who knows what's gonna <laughs> What's gonna come? So, so do you think there's going to be random outbursts of just weird speeches and talking online? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So you think you, you think those videos are coming? And one hundred. Oh, I, I definitely know those tweets are coming because I think they say he he's already tweeted. I think like some stuff. And um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like some some rants are coming. And I, I, 
I'm just scared because I just feel like the mental. Uh, I just feel like his 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 mental stability is just not about to be there. Like, and I I just feel like we're about to see it displayed on camera, and I'm afraid. Like, I I just I just oh I just pray he's just not spewing some crate. Oh, uh, he's going to do it. I just feel like he's going to do it. I just hope he don't do it on camera. At least if he's doing it, I hope it's just the tweets. Cause, bruh. If he just yeah. he he's the type of person, he'll he'll gather a group and have it on video to talk about this divorce. And I will be like, oh my God, bro. Why couldn't you just not do this? Yeah, uh, I 100% believe that it's about to be some crazy shit. And the next time Kanye does an interview and I get the notification for it, I'm going to click on it. Because even though I talk a bunch of shit about all the stuff that Kanye talks about, I still want to hear it. I still want to hear it. I do too, bro. I don't care what nobody say. Like like how we're talking about Kanye right now. Kanye is an interesting person. I don't care. Like I I want to see the interview. I want to know where his mind is when it comes to certain things. And um. Yeah, bro. I, I just, I, I just, I want to know. Kanye is just, he's Kanye. I just want to know. Kanye just is that powerful. He just has that. Even if he ain't doing music, people want to watch the interview. They just want to see what he's talking about, what he's doing. But um, I, that's what I say. Just be prepared, people. They, he's gonna, he's going to come with something. It's gonna come out in an interview. Something. It's, it's coming. I'm telling you. I feel it. Yeah, man. But you know, <sighs> good luck to Kim and Kanye. Um, yeah, salute, salute to Kim and Kanye, man. Uh, it's, it's. I, I lost some money. I lost some money over this relationship. I bet some people that their relationship wouldn't last for longer than than three years, and and I lost. So they they made it. They they've been married for seven years. Yeah, almost seven. Yeah, almost seven years. I didn't think that they were gonna last three years. So. Y'all win. Y'all got me. I'm surprised. Didn't didn't see it happening. Definitely didn't see them having four children together. Uh, wasn't prepared. For That's that. why I said I don't I don't ever I don't underestimate anybody because you couldn't have told me. I mean, you couldn't have told me that I can't like Kim and Kanye would have four kids. I I would have been like, maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Like, I'm not shocked about about that much anyway anymore. But uh, I I didn't see that at first until like after they had like a second kid. I was like, okay, they might have, they might end up having quite a few kids, and then four kids later. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> that's crazy. But yep. salute to them. You know, hopefully they they're able to to work this out in a civil way and be on good terms with each other because there mm -hmm. are. There are children involved, and we don't want an ugly divorce. And yeah, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, man. Uh, what else has been going on in the ecosystem? There's been a lot of, a lot of weirdo shit going on. Uh, <laughs> what's up with uh, Meek, Meek Mill? Bruh. I feel like, I feel like Meek is just his his career trajectory is just going. You know. Somebody said something that I agreed with and I felt in my soul. They said it's really, really hard to be a Meek Mill fan. Really? And I felt that. 
it it kind it, it kind of is it kind of is um it's almost hard to be it's, it's like you know what you know what i realized you can be you can be a fan of somebody as a person and not their music and you could be a fan of somebody's music and them not, as a person like you just like you kind of trash as a person like i can name a few artists that they make they made great music but they a trash person like i like i they're a trash person based off what i know and like maybe like some documentaries or whatever and people that were around them that said said how they were and of course like i'm not going to you know I'll listen to that person's music, but I will tell people how I feel about something, about somebody that I kind of know I, a, a little bit on their life, a little, like if it's a biography or something written or a documentary, I'd be like, I kind of know about this person a little bit. And I'll be like, this person makes great music. Like they probably top 10 artists ever, or one of the greatest artists ever. But as a person, they did this, this, and this, and they trash. I will, I will tell somebody how I feel about somebody as a person. Like, and, uh, but yeah, with Meek Mill, it's kind of hard because he can rap, but at the same time, he's he he'll do something and he'll say something, and I just be like, bro. It it seems like after the Drake thing, mm -hmm. he uh, had he had he 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 had the opportunity. Well, not not I don't want to say he had the opportunity to come out on top because Drake bodied his ass. But he had <laughs> he had the opportunity to go away and come back and still be at the top. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he did that whenever he went to prison, came back out and then kind of rebranded himself as the guy who is speaking up for prison reform and uh people who are, you know, black people, black men who are just in bad situations uh, in the streets. Mm -hmm. And when he came out with the championships album, everything was good. Like, I don't know what happened. I have no clue what happened. Uh, that album did very, very well. Um, it, the numbers did very well. But then after that, he just, he just started doing dumb shit. And I know you saw the video of old boy running up on him. You know, I saw it. Yeah, the, the video of old boy running up on him, he who must not be named, the person that we're never, ever going to speak about or speak his name on this podcast ever again, uh, you know, ran up on him. And it, it just seems like Meek Mill has just been just just been doing a lot of corny shit. And, and I say that respectfully because I'm a fan of Meek Mill. I don't want no problems, but he's been doing a lot of corny shit and we didn't get to talk about it. But the the biggest thing that we missed uh, was when he was on Clubhouse talking mm -hmm. tough to DJ academics. That was when I was like, you know, we, we as a culture have hit new lows. We, we, we have hit new lows and it goes back to that whole street mentality thing and people trying to be tough and all this kind of shit. And I think Meek, it, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I feel like Meek Mill could have been such a such a, a a mystique of it like you know because we we love people like jay who puts out great music he comes you don't hear nothing he don't talk he don't do interviews he don't tweet he don't do nothing he don't mm -hmm. talk you know what i'm saying the weekend don't do interviews he don't talk we don't hear him say nothing you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and kendrick kendrick don't say nothing you know what i'm saying 
Meek Mill had the opportunity to do that after he came out of prison. I think what he should have did was, was he should have came out. He should have, you know, cause he got closer to rock nation. Uh, him and Jay worked some stuff out. He was doing the prison reform stuff. If he would have just came out, stopped talking and, and stayed quiet. Cause him talking the, the, the stupid shit that he'd be putting on Twitter is the stuff that'd be getting him in trouble. Like, Bro. I think what artists need to need to start understanding and realizing is, yes, we live in a society where fans want to want, want you to be more accessible. They want to know what you're doing every second, every hour of the day. They want to know who you're with, who you're fucking, who you're sticking your dick in and all that kind of shit, all that irrelevant bullshit. But there's a way to go about that. There's a there's a way to go about that. You don't have to be. I think when you when you're of meek stature, you don't have to be as accessible as somebody like Lil Pump. Yeah. <laughs> and Meek Mill is out here acting like a Lil Pump. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just it just sucks to see, you know, when you have somebody who who is as big as Meek Mill who came who, who comes from Philly and he's supposed to be the guy in Philly. Mm-hmm. And I don't you probably don't follow up as much as I do, but Meek has just been getting violated left and right like dj academics is going at him 100 miles per hour <laughs> um, like this is some corny <sighs> shit. This is some corny shit. and an old boy running up on him is corny shit it's corny shit now i do think that that meek did the right thing by not mm-hmm. doing anything and just walking away but it, it just seems it just seems like like drake just put that curse on the boy and he just hasn't been able to <laughs> He hasn't been able to get it off. Like he hasn't been able to shake to shake the curse. Not Drake. <laughs> Drake. 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 Oh man. I mean the nigga that's hiding his kid from the world and the world wanna hide from his kid. Look, soldier boy to go. I don't care what none of y'all say. But Bruh. it just seems like the, the Drake curse is is stuck on, on Meek. And you know, I just want to know, wanted to know what you thought about all of this. I just want to know if I'm the only one who thinks this or if there's no, nah, I know that that's literally what I thought about. I was like, man, it seemed like after that, there's been a decline <laughs> with Meek. It's just been one thing after the other. And, and then, you know, he just recently, you know, people was on his case about a line he said in a song dealing with uh, Kobe. I was just like, ah. Oh. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, I think that that line wasn't even really that, that bad. I mean, I can understand we live in a sensitive time where you have to be, you know, considerate of of people who have have passed away and, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. But we've heard worse. Like I remember listening to when Wayne says Wayne said about Emmett Till. Yes. I was like, nigga no why right or even when eminem excuse me on the marshall mathers lp when he had those lines where he talked about the school shootings and he was saying uh that those that those bullies were he he didn't say that they were right but he said that he understood why they did what they did and he Mm -hmm. you know he he flipped flipped the the name of the school and and used it as a bar uh back then and 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 I think I think people so it's, I wasn't really as mad about about that that mm-hmm. I was just like oh, y'all are y'all are just this is something else that y'all are just trying to add on to mm-hmm. destroy to destroy this man's character, but 
that doesn't dismiss all the other corny shit that Meek is out yeah, here. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I mean, I we were we were gonna talk about it, but we didn't end up talking about it. The the video that he had put out, or had, I don't know if he put it out, it got out of him giving those kids twenty dollars. Uh, they were selling oh yeah, water, yeah, and and he gave them the twenty dollars and. They made a big thing about that. And, you know, people are on his case about uh, there's a huge conversation going on about Meek Mill not supporting Philly artists and, you know, mm. him him uh, giving them ultimatums uh, for it, like mm. shout outs and shit like that. And I don't I don't want to I don't want to speak too much into that because I don't I don't know uh, personally if, if Meek Mill is supporting Philly artists because I haven't I haven't really looked into that. So I don't want to speak on that. But that's another big thing that people have pointed out about Meek. And uh, it, you know, it just it, it 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 hurts me because you know when you you align yourself with with people like Rock Nation and Jay, and you're standing close to all these people, mm-hmm. I just think that um, the your, your representation of yourself should be a little bit better. And I don't. I, one thing I will say I don't like is I don't like how he it seems like he's trying to make it seem like he has one foot in the streets and then one foot. You know what I'm saying in in corporate mm-hmm. America, yeah, and it's, and you can't yeah. you can't do both. You can't tiptoe, and um, I don't know, man. Meek, I know you're not listening. Just stop doing all this corny shit because you're just you're making yourself look horrible. Like you're making yourself look bad. Uh, you did the right thing when old boy ran up on you, but stay off of Twitter. Like stay Please. off of Twitter. Please stay off. But of Twitter. Would, Twitter would definitely get people in trouble for sure. You put a lot of stupid shit on Twitter. A lot of people don't take you serious, and it makes it hard for people like me because I fuck with Meek Mill. I fuck Same. with Meek Mill's music. Like I still Same. listen to "Dreams Worth More Than Money." I still listen to the album that came out before Championships. Like Meek Mill has a lot of great fucking music, man. It does. He and does. you know, I, I understand. Like at the end of the day, I feel like both of us we're both able to separate the person from the music, so that's yeah. not a problem. But sometimes you just hate to see your your you know artists that you you love doing mm-hmm. shit. you know what i'm saying doing yep. and yep. you know what i'm saying shout out to uh shout out to meek we just we just wanted to to speak on that because i feel like i i don't, I don't like how how meek has just been the punching bag like i, I don't he like really that. has bro he he been taking major ills bro yeah, major L's, and and he doesn't he doesn't need to take major L's because you just you just came off of of doing 300k first week on your last project. You had you have one of Jay's best verses in the last ten years on your album. Like I feel like Jay doesn't he doesn't get up and just do that for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Nah, no, hell you know no. what I'm saying? Like you you're you're putting out quality music and i just i don't i just don't want to see meek mill come out with with another album and it flops and you know people are just because a lot of even a lot of people are starting to say that he and i don't believe this to be true i don't believe this to be true but uh people are saying that he wouldn't have been able to even get back to where he is now if it wasn't for drake hopping on uh that one record that was on his album Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't believe that. But I mean that that might have you know like hyped some things up because you know with them being like beefing and then them getting cool. But nah. Yeah, I I I mean yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely think niggas that love is. hype, bro. Niggas love hype. Yeah, and that that got people hyped. But 
nah, to say that like steered his career into a better position. Nah, I don't know about all that. That now y'all just reaching. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that it helped. I do think yeah. that it helped, but I but I definitely think that that album, if that song was not on that album, that album would have still been a great fucking album. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It, exactly. They they be trying to discredit and trying to play people like nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, man. But no, uh, look, shout out, shout out to Meek Mill, man. I just want just want to tell you, man, it's it's hard, it's hard being your fan, dude. It's hard being your fan. It's hard defending you. You you're out here being a punching bag to a lot of these rappers and a lot of these goddamn bloggers. And there's a whole other conversation that we can get into about that, but just, you know what I'm saying? Try to stop being corny, Meek Mill. Please, <laughs> please don't try to be corny. Yes, please. Uh, but I am looking forward to another Meek Mill project. I, I have heard that he is supposed to be dropping some, some uh, music with Lil Baby and Lil Durk, mm-hmm. and I think Drake is supposed to be featured on his next project. So, yeah, I'm definitely. I like it's gonna be hard, especially with those features. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to a new Meek album, man. So, uh, shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to all the Dream Chasers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to shout out to Meek. Shout out to Meek for real. Should we should we even even discuss the Justin Timberlake thing? We can, man. We, we you wanna you wanna end it with that? Wanna, wanna end it with this? This is just a Timberlake situation. Yeah, I guess we can. I fuck. Look, I, I fuck with Justin Timberlake, man. I fuck with Justin Timberlake, but you got uh, good music. I am not. I am not going to deny that. I, I listen to Justin Timberlake projects. You know, before we get into the Justin Timberlake thing, I, I had a conversation a while back with someone who who asked me a question and they, they asked me who makes better music for black people, Justin Timberlake or Robin. Robin Thicke. Thicke. <laughs> I knew you was going to say Robin Thicke for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um. To me. What? That's kind of a. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does it really matter? Like, who ma- who makes it better music for black people? I don't like the I don't like the the sound of that question. Like, yeah. I don't know the way that question is worded. <laughs> yeah, the setup, the setup. <laughs> who makes better music for black people? I think Timberlake or Robin Thicke. What? I, yeah, that that is what they asked me verbatim. What they asked me. That question sounds like a setup. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but I, I guess what they were trying to say was, who makes more soulful, soulful music? Music. Um, maybe Robin Thicke. So I I I said Robin Thicke. I think the reason why people may have asked that question is because of the 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. album that that Justin Timberlake had put out which he tried to to and I, well he didn't try it. I mean he did it I mean he, he put some soulful music on there and it sounded good like that, that's that a album, great that's a great album that album is really really good um but I would have to say I would ha- I would have to go with Robin Thicke and I, I know that mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with what we're about to discuss but I just wanted to know what you thought I I I, I thoroughly enjoy both of their like both of their like sounds I, I think they're both great um yeah 
I wonder, do I listen to one more than the other? I'm trying to see. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Robin Thicke makes more soulful music, but I probably listen to Justin Timberlake. I think I listen to more Justin Timberlake songs. Yeah, like, I think I listen to Justin Timberlake more. Like, I I, I still play the 2020 album. Like, yeah, like, I see my, like, I, I'm always going back to Justin Timberlake's projects over Robin Thicke's projects. But Robin Thicke got great projects, too. But yeah, that <laughs> that question, like, who makes better music for black people? <laughs> that sounds so that sounds so weird. Like, yeah, yeah, that is what, what I was asked. White guy makes better music for black people. <laughs> I know that's the grit. Yeah, what? That, that's crazy. That is crazy. Let's listen to him. I don't know who makes better music for black people. I think it's just <laughs> whatever you prefer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's weird. Oh goodness. That's a hilarious. That's a funny question. I'm just like, who makes better music for black people? Like not who makes better music. It's just like for black people. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like you like who you like. <laughs> it's black people that love like super white artists. I don't know. Like like, I love me some white songs, like, like, yeah, just but that question sounds weird. Like, <laughs> who makes better music for black people? <laughs> okay, well, that's oh, funny, that's funny as hell. Yeah, man, Justin Timberlake, man, he uh, he had uh, posted an apology, pretty long apology on Instagram to Britney Spears. And uh, Janet Jackson and I, I'll to be completely honest with you, I forgot that uh, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake even were a thing at one point. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't give a fuck about that. Uh, mm -hmm. I was more so focused on the apology to Britney Spears. I mean, just I'm sorry, uh, Janet Jackson. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, Janet Jackson was was more uh, what I was focused on because I, I I remember that happening and I remember saying when that Super Bowl performance went down and it was everywhere for like the next they talked about that for a long time. I felt like it was at least a month. It was at least a month that that, that went on. Um but it was interesting to see because again like you like we always say here on TNT podcast the internet is gonna internet they dug up they dug up some information from back then that after that whole situation happened, you know, Janet Jackson was just kind of left, you know, left out there, like left hanging, you know, to kind of kind of deal with it. And she was she was heavily criticized uh, way. She was criticized more than Justin Timberlake, uh, being that she was the victim of the situation. And, you know, there were a lot of rumors back then. I remember uh, that that was supposed to be a setup and that was supposed to happen. And I, I don't really know, like, who whose part that was on. I would always be confused about that because I didn't know if it was if it was set up on on Justin Timberlake's part where he where they were like, yo, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna do this. Mm -hmm. Or if it was like both parties were were like in on it. I don't I, I doubt Janet Jackson would have been in on that. Like her breast I don't feel like she was. Yeah, her breast was pulled out on national television. I don't I don't think yeah, I don't think Janet Jackson planned for that to happen. Yeah, but I, you know, I think I think that um, they said that because she had like a nipple plaster on uh, over it, mm. so they were trying to make it seem like oh. 
she has something to do with it as well. So they like they planned it. But I, I really don't think that Janet Jackson uh, planned for that. And um, the information that they dug up that I didn't even I didn't even know was that um, she was criticized for it and she was turned down to perform at certain award shows and you know people people didn't want to talk to her do interviews and, and stuff like that and Justin Timberlake went to the Grammys the same year and was able to perform and won Grammys so it's is is yeah it, and you know we, we talk about this here all the time on the TNT podcast how women black women particularly are just not appreciated like the the black the black woman is just in this country is just not taken seriously not treated correctly and that whole situation was just like damn like i didn't even i didn't even even think about that and you know of course this all came from um britney spears just put out a documentary uh because i i know you have you been seeing this whole free britney thing going around i have i mean i didn't i didn't know anything about it or see anything about it until i saw that documentary on hulu and i love documentaries i don't care who it is oh my god bro i'm a documentary junkie bro like oh bro that's all i do i was watching the tiger woods document bro that documentary is crazy Oh, I haven't seen that. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, bro, it's it's on uh, I think it's on HBO Max or HBO or something like that, bro. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a documentary junkie, bro. I love 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 documentaries. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It, it you know it doesn't matter who the person is. I, I've watched the Justin Bieber documentary. I've watched I watched the Ariana Grande, or I don't even know if that was a documentary. That was just uh. I think that was like a performance, like it was a tour that she had filmed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicki Minaj is supposed to be coming out with a documentary that I yeah watched. I heard what I heard for the 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 pink like pink wait I think it was the uh, what's, the name, was what's the name of her first album Pink Friday Pink Friday yeah pink I think Friday. they said she's supposed to come out a documentary for that album oh. Yeah. Okay, I definitely because yeah. I thought I thought that it was it was for the Queen album that she was doing. Or no, I mean, it, that, it, that it, came out that came out two years ago. No, so they so there was an anniversary for the album last year, and then it was like a documentary is coming. Oh, okay. So I yeah, that's, definitely. I was like, I would love to see a documentary about her first project. Yeah, I definitely because that's that. a classic to me. Like. Yeah, I, I watched her documentary about the Pink Print album. I think it was because she she has two documentaries right now mm-hmm. um, that are out that I've watched. Um, but not to not to go off uh, subject, uh, the Britney Spears documentary is what prompted Justin Timberlake to come out and apologize because apparently mm-hmm. he treated her like shit. Uh, and I didn't even know that the Crimea River was about her. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, I knew that. I did not know that. Look, I don't I don't be knowing nothing about none of these fucking pop stars. Like I don't even live in that world. I don't even know. I don't know. If it ain't about guns, perks, or Molly, I don't know. Um <laughs> but yeah, so it, it that 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 prompted him to apologize. What? <laughs> and, it, and it um 
it brought about that that Janet Jackson conversation because he also apologized to her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, is uh, could Justin Timberlake be a piece of shit too? All these damn celebrities are just pieces of shit, man. It's all coming out. You know, it it's, it seems like it starts to come out later on in their lot, like later on, like five, six albums later. <laughs> Or like, yeah, like when they didn't been in the game twenty years or twenty plus years or whatever, however long. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's it's not looking too pretty. For a lot of celebrities, people were. It's it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and we're not we're not tolerating uh, the culture is not tolerating the disrespect towards women anymore. Um, and it's funny too because a lot of people were were upset because it took it literally took him fifteen years to apologize through an Instagram post. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's he's seen Britney a thousand times. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's. I can I can put money on that, one hundred percent. And uh, I think I don't know if Britney Spears responded. Janet Jackson responded, um, and her, of course, you know her her response was positive. I can't I can't see Janet Jackson saying or doing anything negative. Like they just the Jacksons just don't have any negative anything in them. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, Justin Timberlake out here fucking up. So man, man, man. I, you know what's so scary about that? I feel like some people don't apologize until they are exposed. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of bad. So is it really an apology? Uh, no, I, I definitely don't think. I definitely don't think that was a real apology because, number one, he put it on Instagram. Uh, his team probably did that. He probably didn't even, didn't even write that apology. Um, to me, a sincere apology would be a phone call. Like, you know, picking up the phone. That's what I'm saying. You know, you, you've had relations with Britney Spears. I don't know how good his and Janet Jackson's relationship is, but you can pick up the phone. Like, you're Justin Timberlake. You, if you don't have either one of their numbers, you can get their numbers. Oh, yeah. You can definitely get it. Like, yeah, you, can, you can definitely get their number. But, yeah, it just, it just goes to show, man. It, it goes to show – even 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 the the fact that it was at a Super Bowl performance, like it just goes back to us saying that men can just underperform on on any platform, and it's acceptable. And Janet Jackson's career was on the line after that. But hey, who am I? I don't know anything. I just care about Molly's perks and guns. Anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, uh that that's that's all I got, man. Uh did we did we leave anything out? I think we pretty much covered everything. I just wanna say uh happy Black History Month, even though we make black history every day, so it shouldn't even just be confined to one month. But since it is happy black history month, RP. Malcolm X, today was the day he was assassinated. Happy birthday, Nina Simone. RIP to her. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, man. Definitely. I was watching uh, 
uh, Malcolm X right before I got on here. I was watching Malcolm X, the, uh, the, movie, the one with Denzel Washington in it. And uh, yeah, man, definitely 100%. Rest in peace to Malcolm X, Dina Simone. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's documentaries on Netflix. Who Killed Malcolm X? That's on Netflix. And the uh, Nina Simone is also on Netflix. Oh, and another another Black history uh, thing I didn't know. Nina Simone and Malcolm X actually lived by each other and they knew each other. That's pretty dope. I did not know that. Oh, wow. So shout out to both of them. That was That's amazing. That's some Black history that y'all didn't know. Definitely, man. 100%. Yeah, man. Black Black History Month. Shout out to all the all the black people out there. Black Black excellence. We we are we are everything. Yes. We're everything. We 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 do everything. We're great at everything. We make things better. We make you know things better. You know what I'm saying? Black excellence. Uh, salute to all the black women, black men out there. Yes, sir. Uh, we're gonna continue. Black businesses, restaurants, all these businesses uh, that are black owned. Support black banks too. I need to get my, I need to move my money to a black bank. Um, but yeah, support black right. banks, support black businesses. It's, yeah. And uh, yeah, we make history every day. So it ain't confined to just February. We, 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 make, we make history every day. But I just want to say happy Black History Month just because it is that month. But yes, now that's all I got though. Yeah, man. All right. We appreciate everyone for pulling up to episode 45 of the TNT podcast. Uh, we love you. We'll be back at you with another one next week. And peace. Yes, sir. We out of here. Ooh. That was a good one. That was. That was. <laughs>